Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in it and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and she said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. Spirit of life and of power, now flow in us, fount of our being, light that dost lighten all, life that in all dost abide. In the name of the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Inspirer, amen. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned to him, and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni. Did Mary mistake Jesus for the gardener because Jesus was working undercover to help out the Easter bunny, sneaking around, carefully sharing his excellent presence? 
If I'd been there on that first Easter morning, I would have asked Mary and Jesus to clear things up once and for all. Which came first, the chocolate egg or the chocolate chicken or the chocolate Easter bunny? And was Mary Magdalene on her own that first Easter morning, as John's Gospel recounts, or was she with a cadre of female leaders who together found the empty tomb, as Luke attested? The big questions are still worth asking at any age, regardless of the details, even if we don't get a definitive answer. How is all of life interconnected? How does prayer work? What is it to be fully, abundantly human in a broken world? I remember one summer long ago, I fell ill and I spent days on the couch in my parents' house, too sick to even get up. Because New England summers are relatively short, my parents had chosen to save money by skipping the expense of central AC. So there I was, delirious on the couch, sweltering in the heat and humidity with nothing to do but stare at the walls and ceiling. However, blessedly enough, one of those walls had a quilt on it. The quilt had been there for years and never really given it anything more than a passing glance until then. Lying on the couch, I had hours to myself to study the patchwork. And as I did so, I noticed an imperfection in the quilting. I found a patch that was out of place in an otherwise consistent pattern of blue around the edge of the fabric. It was a surprise. And once I found the first square out of place, I told my family and friends, and then we started looking more closely for others. I had an advantage, given that I was immobilized at the time. So I eventually noticed a diamond shape that was slightly offset from the others, and a third mistake, a pink pattern piece in the center that was missing, substituted instead for a non, more nondescript background. And then, to be honest, I didn't think about the experience a whole lot until years later. I was picnicking with several friends not too long after college, and one friend mentioned the Anabaptist tradition, but perhaps broader than just Anabaptist tradition, uh, Christian tradition of building imperfections into a piece of art or craft as a theological statement, as a reminder that everything made by human hands is going to be imperfect. Indeed, that we live in a broken world and to look for absolute perfection in ourselves or in the world we create is actually a form of idolatry. Only God can truly fulfill our needs for completion, for wholeness, for the abundant life that overcomes shame and fear and even death. It was during this rather theological conversation that I remembered the quilt that I had studied so many summers before had actually been purchased at a farmer's market run by Mennonites in eastern Kansas when my parents had been visiting their parents there years ago. It reshaped my understanding of the quilt maker and it gave me a new perspective on life as well. On one level, the whole experience helped me to recognize that it can take time, years even, to understand our histories, our stories. It can take Eucharist after Eucharist 
to come to a greater understanding of God's presence and work in our lives. I take comfort from the fact that Captain Marvel, even Captain Marvel, struggled in the middle of the night to make sense of her memories, to make peace of her, with her past. The Easter truth is that God is with us over the long haul, surprising us with spiritual sustenance and a deeper understanding of ourselves time and time again, day after day, week after week, Sunday after Sunday. The risen Christ is in the business of surprising us because there is always more to learn about the experience of being human. On a perhaps deeper level, the quilt and the quilt maker alike both humbled me. They helped me to remember that God is right here in the mundane work of human hands, work that can be both practical and theological, caring and beautiful and creative all at once. After all, Mary Magdalene was on her way to the tomb to prepare Christ's body for burial. This was an act of care it was also a theological statement about the dignity of Christ's body. Perhaps even a statement about the dignity of every body. Despite the wounds that have been inflicted, despite the shame and suffering that we've seen, the risen Christ was right there in the brokenness, visiting her in the place where she persisted. We're invited to live into the abundant life by gathering and preparing and receiving and sharing the meal, the bread and wine that is transformed and is transforming us into an Easter people, a people clothed in love to put on our faith and our care each morning as the armor of God, a spiritual Black Panther suit, as it were. And the mystery of Easter is also powerful precisely because we don't have to accomplish this salvation or perfection or redemption on our own. We already sang the truth. The strife is o'er. The battle done. The victory of life is won. The song of triumph has begun. Alleluia. When Mary turned to Jesus and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, she wasn't just addressing him as teacher. A little Hebrew for background. Rabbi or Rabu is a perhaps familiar title in Hebrew or Aramaic. However, the, the ni, the, the ending, is a first-person possessive suffix. Mary Magdalene was calling out to Christ, my teacher. Christ is not impersonal or distant, merely one teacher among many. Christ shows up in our best teachers, in the friends who speak the truth to us. Christ shows up and invites us to call on him in a more personal way, my teacher. Today of all days, we celebrate how Christ is risen, risen and present with us in the midst of our brokenness, even in the times when we need to lie on the couch for a time and recover. Christ is surprising us when things seem darkest, and Christ is also beside us in the more mundane routines of life. Christ is triumphed. He is living. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Christ is there in the breaking of the bread, the opening of the Easter egg, the unpredictable arrival of new life. And we can follow Mary Magdalene, the apostle to the apostles, 
the first witness to the resurrection in sharing the good news. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned to him and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, my teacher. Amen.